and gentlemen, my name is Aaron Ortiz. This is the best part. Mr. Thursday Night! Frank Sinatra couldn't touch that note, but you know what? You could touch the play button on Sunset Flip Radio. You're listening to nothing but the best. And before I go, I have one last burning question. Are you ready? All right, everybody. It's time to dust off your Hasbros and LJNs. This is going to be one hell of an episode here on Sunset Flip Radio. As always, I am the $100 man, Thomas Lisi. Unfortunately, the most handsome dad in the room cannot be here today. So I'm sitting across from Mr. Wonderful, Jeff Noyes. Jeff, what's going on today? What is up, everybody? Very excited for this episode. It's uh, definitely going to be a fun one. Yeah, it's going to be a huge episode. We have, well, in half an hour at 6 o'clock, because it's 5.30 now, uh, we will be joined by Zombie Sailor Toys, who is making huge news in the world of toys as he is dropping his infamous Heels and Faces line on June 17th, and he is here to talk to us two days before he releases it. I mean, it seems like every day he has something to announce on his Facebook bangers. and Instagram page. Straight just bangers. Total, total bangers. <sighs> they, they just had the... Um, uh, the major wrestling figure podcast. They just did their live eight mm-hmm. in uh, Baltimore, and at the show, Zombie for the past like week was teasing like you know oh somebody you know uh, signed a contract signed a contract but he wouldn't say the name, and then a couple days before it he was like oh the guy he backed out he can't do it blah blah blah, but lo and behold. That news dropped at Live 8. It was Jeff Jarrett. He was playing decoy the entire time. Yep. And the cool thing about that is the Jeff Jarrett figure that's going to come out is supposed to be from that fabled orange card set, which mm-hmm. was never released, but there is like prototype uh, There's paperwork. pictures, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the guy that actually drew that paperwork, Ron Rudat, he's the same dude that did the concept art for zombies toy line also this is utterly ridiculous it's, it's absolutely ridiculous yeah. this is literally the dude's lifelong dream to do and he accomplished it so yeah. like kudos to him this it's it's amazing i mean he's going to talk about it when he joins us in a half an hour but yeah. i mean the fact that he's about to drop five wonderful looking figures <laughs> dino bravo sabu earl hepner uh, matt cardona and and uh brian myers yeah. that's just crazy i already got him yeah you, you got him already well i mean i already pre-ordered him yeah and, uh, I didn't get them yet. I think well, that's supposed to be around December, but we'll yeah, talk to him about that. Absolutely. No, but I mean, just, not just Zombie Sailor, guys. We have, we are on the heels of Hell in a Cell this Sunday, yeah. pay-per-view only on Peacock. Normally, I'm used to saying WWE Network, but that is gone. But we just had um, NXT in your house, which was, I really enjoyed the pay-per-view. It was one of the better ones to happen of the year. Probably it was. the best one to happen for the year, honestly. I think, um, well, I mean, a lot of people said that the last AEW pay-per-view was the best one, Double or Nothing, but I mean, yeah. it, it, it depends on why it's people watch wrestling. It's the best WWE product. Yeah, I mean, we always say, you know, why do you watch wrestling? You know, you know, people watch, if you, if you watch wrestling for wrestling, then this past pay-per-view was very good. Yeah. The opening match with MSK, Bronson Reed against Legado de Fantasma was utterly ridiculous. Yes. Uh, Bronson Reed. That's how you start a show. Taking out uh santos escobar through the fucking barricade and then okay now the splash at the end you're a big dude yeah i'm a big dude Mm -hmm. 
I've seen Rikishi do that. I've seen Vader do that. I've seen Bronson Reed do that. Yeah. Now, the guy that took it had to be at least 210. Yeah. Bronson Reed's almost 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, and he lands on him. So I'm, I'm not going to dive into the secrets of professional wrestling because this isn't what this podcast is about. But if I asked you how he did that, you would probably say practice I would say and that, trust. I would say that it sucked. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would hurt so okay. bad. All right. It would hurt to take. That's uh, plain and simple how that ended up working. Okay. But, you know, obviously practice and trust 100% yeah. with the person that Clenching his with. body up. Clenching his body up. Protecting also your head so that you're not going to bump it again, you know, when you're getting splashed on yeah. the ground. Low impact still freaking Because hurts. if you look at it, he gets height. Like, he, does. he gets height off he of it. Does. it. It's not just like a, uh, you know, yeah, like, no. like, like a wall falling. Like, he... Yeah jumps in the air and just like lands on you that's a that's a crazy finisher like we go back to episodes and we say even our episode about finishers and we're like what's a deadly finisher we kind of swept the big guys under the rug but i mean if you really got big guy finishers between the vader bomb and grinks from asbury park and the bonsai drop and now bronson's reed's colossal splash yeah that's they're crazy i mean it's like i remember you said like if you sell a sleeper it, okay, I remember because you used Bobby Lashley's as an example of Full yeah, Nelson. Yeah. If you sell the shit out of it, that's mm-hmm. an awesome thing. Absolutely. So he's just doing a splash, but I mean, the fact that he's almost 400 pounds, he's selling it even more. I mean, the, you don't even have to, like, pretend sell it. No, <laughs> like, you it's really just, don't. No matter what, it's going to freaking hurt. It, do, it is going to freaking hurt. There's no possible way to protect, like... There's a way to protect, quote unquote, yourself, but there's no way to not feel anything that you're about. To oh, have. yeah. You're going to feel something. you're 100% going to feel that. Yeah. And he he probably still feels that uh-huh. and will probably still feel it for another now, week or two. Now, something about the pay-per-view that really got my attention was obviously I'm a Teddy DiBiase fan. We all know this. Uh, it was no. nice. It was, <laughs> I know. it was nice to see him. But the match with Grimes and L.A. Knight for the title, that was pretty that was a little aggressive. I was surprised. I was, I mean, Cameron Grimes, he took a couple bumps. And then when he was in the, I think when he was in the five way ladder match last year, when Damian Priest won to, to be the North American champion, he was in that match too. And he took a couple bumps, but I mean, yeah. he, he looked good. I mean, he they both look good. Up. Yeah. I mean, LA Knight, I think he carried, I, I do think I that Grimes care. carried more of the match than LA Knight did. Yeah. Um, I mean, LA Knight, it's fun. I hate that name. You do? I hate that name. L.A. Knight. It is just cheesy as shit. It sounds like a freaking XFL football team. It does. Like the Los Angeles Knights. Yeah, here's, yeah. The, here's the L.A. Knights. You know, yeah. it's just it's, it's just a mixture of it's a mixture of the Vegas it. Golden Knights and yeah. L.A. and yeah, hockey. It's just fucking bad. Yeah, but, but you know he's he's a good enough worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I didn't watch much of him when he was an impact. He's good. He's actually Eli good. Eli Drake, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can talk. I'll give yeah. him that. Um, I mean, when I was, uh, listening to, I think I heard it like a little snippet on TikTok by Mark Henry, how he doesn't like watching him because he tries to act like the rock too much when he does his promos. I could totally see that. Yeah. I but I mean, see that. Ricky Starks acts like the rock too, in my opinion. Yeah. And he, but he will talk shit about Ricky like Starks because, you know, it's... Ricky Starks and Mark Henry both work for AEW, but yeah, he won't, he won't no. bash, you know, you don't. Nah, he won't. He won't bash anything. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Uh, absolutely not. No. 
No, but I mean, I mean that match was really, really good. I thought there was a yeah. lot of action. I didn't think Cameron Grimes is that good of a worker, like at all. He's but, over, man. But he's over as shit. He is, and um, that match was a pleasant surprise. It was very man. good. Uh, I mean, Raquel Gonzalez again. She looked dominant. Yeah. Um, which she has to, and she will remain dominant for a while. Yeah. Even with Io Shirai returning, you know she's dating Braun Strowman. <laughs> Yeah, I just saw that. I today. saw that today. Yeah, I was like in shock. It Good makes for so much sense. Yeah, I mean she's she's an attractive woman. Yeah, you know she's you know I mean they both have in common the fact that they're very you know big Jack. and muscular, Jack. <laughs> you know I mean, yeah, I, it's a, it sucks that Braun Strowman got released so he couldn't be around you know her in that yeah. situation. But I mean, you know, good for him. I mean, he he dates smoke shows. He did, he used to date Camille Brickhouse too. Yeah, that makes the, sense. The NWA uh, Women's Champion. Yeah, I think he only uh, you know you could bench a certain amount of weight, then you could ride this ride. That's there, pretty much what Braun. There is was going chatter for. of him actually dating Nia Jax too. Uh, so I mean, he's there's no bed that could support that. It's <laughs> a lot of weight. There is man. no bed to support that. that that's thrust. a lot. That's a lot of weight. It's a lot of meat. That, I mean. Nia Jax, thank God she hasn't been. I mean, she wrestled last night, but I mean, thank God she hasn't been into the forelight recently because, I mean, because she's awful. She's awful. And I mean, right now, women's wrestling in WWE, who knows where the fuck it's going besides somewhere down the line of Becky Lynch coming back. So they're holding on to that ring until she comes back. Help me, Becky Wong Kenobi. Yeah. (laughs) But now, so now the Fatal Five Way match is something that I want to talk about because so much talk was into that match you have five you know well you have four of the best workers in nxt history and you have the up-and-coming carrion cross who just joined last year mm-hmm. but i mean you have pete dunn johnny gargano you have adam cole kyle o'reilly and carrion cross yeah the match went how i thought it was going to start yeah. they they take out cross early and then the smaller guys start contributing to how they wrestle um, do you think that's a smart booking how they did that? Yeah, because otherwise, if Karrion Cross is there going against uh, smaller people, and he he just doesn't look dominant, and plus those guys can definitely outwork him, um, he does your typical big guy shit or bigger guy mm-hmm. shit. So seeing a guy like you know Kyle O'Reilly going against him, he's going to expose him. With I like Kyle O'Reilly a lot. I don't. He's he's fine. Like he's really good at what he does. Uh-huh. It's just he kind of de- he doesn't move the meter for me. He's Pete Dunn looked ridiculous me. in that match. Pete Dunn is ridiculous. Yeah, he looked really good. Like Pete really Dunn, good. I see money on. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly. I don't really see money at all. You, do you think because Pete... he, he's a broke ass Daniel Bryan? Oh, okay. like that's exactly how I see him as a broke ass Daniel Bryan. <laughs> just a little bit bigger. He's taller Slightly. than him. Yeah. yeah, but I mean Pete Dunn. You see like NXT champion material? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, remember, tonight's NXT, William Regal, well, the ending of, um, before we talk about the match more, the ending of um, NXT in your house was William Regal kind of saying, you know, I'm done. Yeah. So, what does that mean? That means a lot of things. Now, the big rumor is that Triple H is bringing back Samoa Joe. Which is weird. Which Which is is really weird. Why'd you get rid of him in the first place? Yeah. So... I, I mean, if they bring back Samoa, if they bring back Samoa Joe, that would be really cool. Yeah, because I'm all, I f- I'm all for it. Yeah, I think that that environment kind of suits him well. Yeah, when he he had the dominant run and the great matches against Balor and Nakamura, 
in NXT on his way to WWE. I want to see him wrestle, but if I'm not going to see him wrestle, at least in a role like this is fantastic. I like it better than him as a commentator. Yeah. Which he was really good in commentary, don't get me wrong. Like you could put Samoa Joe on TV in any manner and it's going to be entertaining and it's going to be good. Do you, because yeah. he's a great professional. But I actually really enjoy GM roles. Okay. Like I I I think that that's something that they need and they kind of have a horrible representation right now except for William Regal. So Well, there I'm isn't really a, I mean it's only uh what's uh what's his fucking name? Uh, exactly. Adam, <laughs> like, uh, Adam Pierce yeah, and Sonya Deville. And Sonya Deville. And I don't give a shit about either one of them. Exactly. So, like, I that's boring to me. So to have representation like William Regal is great. And if you want to upgrade, I be, I won't say upgrade that we William Regal isn't good. But you know, I love William Regal. But um, seeing Samoa Joe in that role, I think would be fantastic. Now this means that he would fit in perfectly. He would fit in perfect. But this also means that. I guess WWE thinks that he's not cleared to come back into wrestling, which is perfectly fine because you can still make a lasting impression in a role paid. that's not in the ring. As long as he gets, you know paid, what I mean. And and you can always have those face-offs with the wrestlers, like when he, when uh, when Seth Rollins was in this phase of being the you know the the leader of the cult and the disciple was but was Buddy Murphy. There was yeah. I remember when Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I remember when Rollins got in Samoa Joe's face, and there was that instant where you instantly thought, "Wow." He's going to come up and beat the crap out of him so Samoa yeah. Joe's back. Yeah. But that didn't happen. But then he got released, and everybody's like, why would you release him? And one of those people that thought the same thing was Triple H. Yeah. Hence, bringing him back. Yeah. So it's going to be the best thing for business, in my opinion, by bringing him back to NXT where he had most of his glory. Let's bring back best for business. It should. That was <laughs> horrible. Do you, remember, do you remember back in a couple years ago when the, when the McMahons had like that like McMahon summit in the ring where they all came out and they said, you know, we know the product's not good. We're going to listen to the fans. Yeah. And then, and then look what happened. And they didn't listen to the fans. No, they fans. didn't. I remember it was triple H, Stephanie, Shane and Vince. Like yeah. when, when VKM comes down the ramp, you know, it's a serious thing. Yeah. It's serious. But you know, I'm, I'm sick of seeing the freaking, uh, was it? Um, what the hell's that song from Peter Gabriel or like you know, fucking like Muppet Man seeing fucking Vince McMahon? Like, look at his face. He's he's up there in age now. He doesn't look too great, but Horrible. he's still he's still pulling the strings, man. Gosh. You know what I mean? He's still pulling the strings. But I mean, I know that he didn't have to pull any strings on his main event this past weekend from NXT in your house because it kind of went like we said before the way it should have gone with Karrion Cross getting taken out early. <laughs> When he's not involved, it's a better product. It was better product, and it's there was such a so many product without him. Yeah, like oh, there were so many good spots between whether it was just Gargano and Cole or a lot of super kicks. You notice that there was a, of course, of was. course, there was a lot of super kicks. So. It's Adam Cole, yeah, and Gargano. Gargano looked good too. I loved his outfit. Yeah, he dressed up like uh, the Click with yeah. uh, Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. But um, I like uh, Inda Hartwell. She did the um, Razor Ramon. Yeah, she was Razor Ramon. That and was then a nice touch. Austin Theory dressed up as uh, I saw he dressed up as Diesel, so it was yeah. like the entire Click. But a lot. Of, I feel like a lot of people forget how good of a wrestler Johnny Gargano actually is. Nah, I mean everybody kind of knows he's, he's good. He's going to be kind of floundering for a little bit. I mean, kinda, yeah. he'll, he'll he'll start a grudge with somebody. If he if he goes up, man, he's going to be lost and he's going to be lost in a shuffle. Though. He will be. He yeah. will be without. He's his a wife. guy that he just won't fit in. And no. in WWE. Well, they tried to bring him up. They, remember, they tried to bring yeah. up him, Alistair Black, who they eventually did. They tried to bring up Champa. Yeah. And look and, what happens uh, every time. Yeah, they get fired within a year or two. Uh huh. 
And Ricochet was the other one, and now we all know where Ricochet is. You know, he's he's on the back of a milk carton. Another person that's on the back of a milk carton who I just realized, Damian Priest. Where's yeah, he been? Because he sucks. Who cares? <laughs> who uh, literally? Who cares? Ever since the zombie match with him, the Miz, he's been on TV. Also, our truth. So well, I guess... that was like, I mean, that has career killer written all over. It does, yeah. So, but he was so high in uh, the regards of being a well-liked guy backstage because he was more of a muppet. He's Hispanic, which is very good for wrestling to have positive, like representation for Hispanic culture. He's mm -hmm. multilingual, which you always look for in a professional wrestler. If you can find that, it's absolutely money written all over it. He's a bigger dude. He has a look that people care about with horrible tattoos. Um, and he's a lap dog, so Vince McMahon and everybody else loves that. Yeah. But the fact that a matter of his work is pretty fucking lackluster. So again, you you know more MIA, about that than me. I don't me. care. Yeah, you know more about that than me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The dude can't throw a punch, and his clotheslines are the drizzling shits. So, and that's um, that's the stupid things that I look at. It's, but really, it's not stupid things because. If you're trying to be booked as a badass and you can't throw a punch, I don't buy you as being a badass. And this is the issue that I keep having with Dean Ambrose, Johnny Moxley. Which, congratulations, by the way. They had their congratulations, baby he had your baby. But work on your fucking punches while you're sitting at home, not in your family. <laughs> all right, get the damn punching bag and work on fucking throwing some work punches. Okay, so you, all of them look so, like shit. So you think that he throws bad punches? Horrible. Okay. He throws horrible punches. Kenny Omega throws horrible punches and can't run ropes. Well, listen to this shit I heard today about Omega. As I was bathing in the dirt sheets today, Ooh. I found out Get that dirt. he's he's in some pain. Like, he has he's injured a little bit, Omega. Like, to the point where he actually thought about not hanging it up, but taking some time off. He kind of needs some time off. I mean, he's... he's what? He's a four, he's, he has, like, six belts. He's never had time off. No, he really hasn't. But, I mean, granted, he's worked for, you know, fucking... Uh, what a rabbit ear television like yeah. companies you know I mean <laughs> it's not that he's they don't want it's really weird because AEW has now two shows that are on TV mm -hmm. and an internet show also but no fans you're kind of running these people ragged for no reason like there's no reason for dark and dark is literally like the recording for Dark is like six hours. It is. It's so freaking long. It is. It's like, like it's literally like three hours on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, we talked to Kyle. Uh, you know, we talked he's to gonna Kyle. Be on, he's going to be on that. it this week too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Which is him. awesome. I love Kyle. He's yeah, he's uh, he's wrestling against the uh, the Dark Order. Yeah. But, like, we have TNT coming up also, which I'm very excited July 11th, to talk yeah. to those guys about it. You know, I want to hear a little bit of, like, what their recording is like. I, I mean, I know for a little bit of what the recording is like, but that's got to be excruciating. You're sitting around waiting. <laughs> sitting around freaking waiting yeah. for such a long time. It's a lot different when you're doing like Raw, SmackDown, two, three hours. You know? It's a whole hell of a lot different. And then you have like an hour of dark matches or whatever. You know? That's fine. That's what it should be. You know, you got like a three, maybe four hour day. But you're talking like six plus of waiting around, and mm -hmm. then you're doing sometimes like one or two matches. You yeah, because you could be on Dark, and then you can be on or, um, Dynamite. That's a lot of freaking work. But what they're doing now is, I know Dynamite's... And with no fans. Yeah. 
Dark is a is a long show. I watched one. I watched two episodes of Dark. It's I not, can't. I mean, do it. it's, I can't do it. It's it's it's, it's a lot of and I mean, there's a lot of independent wrestlers wrestling against bigger names to make the bigger names look good. So it's it's squash city one on one. You're not going to see any belts defended. No, like Wardlow <laughs> like absolutely murdered. Some Did you see that? Day. What was that? It was. Did he like? He meant the Samoan spike him, but he need him. What was need, that? No, it was. That's what he was doing. Like that's what he does. Like he has a guy like draped in a corner, and he does that like knee. But like he fucking murdered that he, guy. With that. He hurt him really bad. Yeah, well, I'm not taking that move from him. <laughs> Fuck that. No. I got no problem. I punch Wardlow right in the fucking mouth if you want to like try to schedule that with me. <laughs> Fuck that. You want to tell me that that's gonna be your finisher? You ain't gonna get to the finisher. I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm gonna cut you down like a tree first. Mm-hmm. No, and then um, you know, I'm gonna go back to the in your house and the fact that it ended up cross ended up retaining, which was kind of interesting because that was obvious. Yeah, I mean, fifty percent of the match he was laid out either through the door. And the in your house stage, which was awesome. Yeah. Todd Pettengill, great job, shout out right there. Yeah. And then he was uh, power bombed on the table, and there were some hard spots in that match too, no man. There that um, when Pete Dunn was doing like a moonsault, and he mm-hmm. went into to two super kicks by Colin Gargano. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, that was pretty wild. And they, I mean, the ending was pretty cool. How you had O'Reilly trying to submit out Cole, and that you tell that story, and then Cross mm-hmm. comes in and does the uh, the choke, and that's it. His finish is not good. It's a just a, it's a clutch, it's, right? It's, it's a... so. I know, like what we were talking about with Bobby Lashley before. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley at least puts it on, and like you look like you're gonna die. Like Cross puts his shit on, and it's just the like, straight jacket he calls it. It's just boring. Like. I don't, it just doesn't look good, and he doesn't like really sell it. Enough. I like. I love his intro, though. I love the theatrics. He just looks. The intro is fine, and you know his freaking wife is ridiculous. But, yeah, but like at the end of the day, it's. I don't know. He just doesn't do anything for me. I think they have a lot invested in him. They have and, a lot invested, and in I don't him. think that he's going to lose the belt anytime soon. No. But now, who who is he going to lose the belt to? I don't think it's Balor. I don't think it's any of those guys that were in that match. I really don't. Um. I, yeah, it's hard. They have the Roman Reigns thing going on with him right they now. They do. Where it's like, who can possibly beat him? Yeah. Just like this Sunday, Hell in a Cell. There's no way on God's green earth that Rey Mysterio is beating Roman <laughs> no. Reigns in Hell in a Cell. <laughs> All right. Let's just, like, when, when we give our predictions and in 10 minutes are we calling them zombie server toys, talk about some awesome toys. But before that, I just had to get off my chest that I've been waiting 22 minutes to say this, but there's no fucking way in God's green earth, no chance in hell that Rey Mysterio beats Roman Reigns this weekend. <laughs> he's not even going to sniff a two count. He's not. Like, it's, it's gonna or at least be, he shouldn't sniff a two yeah, count. Yeah, I just hope that his son doesn't get involved because the last oh, time... Oh, I hope he does and I hope he time, gets murdered. The last time his son got involved was that whole fucking angle with, with Brock Lesnar. No, he got straight up yeeted out of the ring. He did. It was fucking fantastic. <laughs> I, love the, I love how much height he got in that powerbomb. And obviously, yeah. you can see the crash pad that was hanging out at the bottom. Oh, but my I mean, God. Yeah. I mean, if, I mean, if that was like ECW, there'd be no crash pad. No, obviously. there'd be absolutely no crash pad. You would just straight up get thrown out and like hope that you don't die. Good just, luck, man. Just tuck your head, dude. That's all you gotta do. Just Second tuck your chin, head, bitch. Yeah, plain and simple. No, but I mean, for us to sit here and for a couple minutes and try to think of ways that Rey Mysterio can beat Roman Reigns, where no, there's if, not one. There's if, not one. Yes, if you've been watching wrestling for as long as we have, and in some circumstances, Jeff has actually been in the ring and knows about. You know, building a program and telling storytelling down the future. There's no fucking way no. that Rey Mysterio is going to beat Roman Reigns and going to SummerSlam as the world as a Universal Champion. The story was built fine. Like they yes. had that typical. It was fine. It was the typical one-off, one month. You get a chance. And you then took you're out gone. my son. I'm coming for you. Yeah. I'm going to use weapons. I'm yeah. a small guy. You're the big guy. Mm-hmm. 
David versus Goliath. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he's done this millions of times in his career. That's yeah. That is Rey Mysterio's definition of his career, in my yeah. opinion. David versus Goliath. That's the no only one, definition of his no career. No one talks yeah. about his phenomenal cruiser rate work against Juventud Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Dimalenko, Eddie And that Guerrero. shit was very, very good. He was very good, but very then he got into WWE and they just stamped him like a guy on, on his fucking forehead. Because, David versus Goliath. Because he can draw t-shirt and toy sales for the little kids he's very toyetic so right? as soon as he bro he has like eight million action figures plain <laughs> and simple there's fucking eight you think he has the them. most out of anybody in wwe he's up there bro i mean between john cena, cena and which is the same figure over and over again at least mysterio looks different like mm-hmm. every single time different shirts different outfits exactly every john like cena's i got like, dark i got like the dark uh, blue jorts yeah like dark blue jorts or the uh cargo ones yeah like that was it but, like, the Rey Mysterio ones, man, they have, like, the one where he's in a Spider-Man outfit, mm-hmm. the Avatar outfit, the um, uh, the Flash outfit. Like, that shit's cool. I like Yeah. It. I like those kind of figures. I don't know how they get away with doing that without getting licenses rights. They have to, like, pay off something. Like, it, it was mind-boggling to me in, like, 2001 or two when Jax put out a Raven figure with a Punisher skull on the shirt. Really? And I'm like, how did this... How did you get away with was that? Was that a WWE figure? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was WWE uh, with the Jax figures. It's like mind-boggling. They had to have paid Marvel something. I would love to know how much money they paid for him for that. Yeah, for real. A lot. Yeah. Unless yeah. they got away with it, with, uh, I doubt. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And what WWE likes to do last minute is they like to throw matches in, of course. So they threw in Alexa Bliss against Shayna Baszler for this Sunday, which ultimately means that this is just going to be an excuse to tell the story of Alexa Bliss's character. That, that, which, that's that, that, that's all it is. That, that's it. It's it, that's it. I mean, she's gonna which win. It's gonna, it's gonna destroy Shayna. Oh, it's gonna destroy her. Well, I mean, she's already has. She already has one foot in the hole. Oh yeah. yeah she's she has a shovel laid out next to her with a big pile of dirt. She's putting herself into the yeah. hole and about to grab the shovel. I am not impressed by her. The people that are impressed by her. Explain to me why she was booked like a monster in NXT. She was booked like a monster. monster. But she never. To me, she never played the monster role. No, she's not. um... She's not a good actor, and that's what you need in pro wrestling nowadays. You need actors. She is one hundred percent not an actress. She's not. Mm -hmm. Um, she can't talk worth a shit, and the moves that she pulls off, not really, not really buying it. And the only time that anything looks bad, she's too fucking stiff. And if you were to hit me with that, I'd. Well, she kicked out Asuka's teeth two months ago. Yeah, and Asuka should have beat the fucking shit out of her for that. <laughs> so, like, that's the problem. Shayna's in the wrong environment. She, so, let me she, ask you a question. She should be MMA. All right. Did you ever work where, like, some guy knocked your tooth out? Not knock my tooth out, but one dude, like, kneed me in the face really fucking hard. And, like... And, um... Uh, it wasn't good afterwards. No. I no. just want to... No. Like, I just want to know, like, okay, so... I, mean, I hit obviously... him with a Vader bomb as the finish, and I did not land on my knees. Ah. Uh. Oh, I did not land. And you were on my what, knees. like, like three eighty at the time? I was four hundred pounds. Oh, at the time. I was probably wow. about four ten, four fifteen. Oh man! I squashed that motherfucker off the second rope, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Balls was trying to teach me how to do it off the top rope, and like Ooh. it just the the like semantics for that, like <laughs> it just wasn't really. I couldn't really pull that off. I, I can, don't like heights. I can never stand on the top rope. No, I, I never have, never will. I don't. No. I don't. I don't really like heights. And it's always funny because, like, anytime you see a big guy on the top rope, like back in the day, it was different because you know Vader and Bam Bam, Bam Bigelow, Bam. And Yokozuna, and 
Undertaker and Kane. I was like, that's all right. But now, like, you see, if you see someone like Braun Strowman or, you know, in some circumstances, like Bobby Lashley go the top rope, it's like, oh, boy. Well, that's why Otis doing his splash, he comes off the second, Mm -hmm. you know, like, which makes sense. Don't you don't well, need okay. to, you don't need to go off the top. Why why did WWE decide to shave Otis's beard? Bro, he too? looks like he's fourteen. He looks old. like he's fourteen. It's baby to, Huey. He like, looks like he's trying to sneak into a rated R movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. He's fucking Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, he's like I'm. He's like I'm trying to go see a rated R movie. Yeah. I'm fifteen. I can't get in. I am not. I am not digging that it's shaved horrible. face. Otis. It's horrible. And now yeah. like. It, it's so funny because SmackDown the past three weeks has been the same shit. Each he never week. should have been heel. No, he never should have got. They shouldn't have never broke really up him. And, face. Yeah, he was an awesome face. Yeah. Well, I, they could have broke up him and Tucker because Tucker was terrible. But, okay. But Otis, like Otis, you could tell was the star of the team. Yeah. But at the same point, he's not a heel. No. He's not a heel by any. Now like, he's, he's working lost. with Chad. He's working with Chad Gable, which man. I like. Chad Gable. I mean, all right. Chad Gable's a good wrestler. I won't say I like him because mm. he's kind of fucking irrelevant and always has been yeah but um i don't know he could work well it's just uh they're a good team together it's just not booked right because they should Nobody's both be right they should both be team. faces mm-hmm. like they should just both be faces and you could still do like you know alpha academy or whatever um it's just i don't know it's just kind of cringeworthy it's funny because I mean, when Gable got brought in, he well, when Gable re-debuted after Shorty G, thank God that thing ended. Ugh. He came in as the the trainer of the Alpha, um, Alpha Academy, and yeah. he brought in Otis, knowing that he's playing off as a heel, and he's in turn Otis heel. And then all of a sudden, Otis turns heel, and it's like, now what? Nothing happened. Like no right. one said a word. Zero like you know, like off, you no know, like cares. when heel when heel turns happens, like oh my god. I mean, obviously, yeah, the crowd pops. Yeah, and, and the, there I mean, was no. I mean, there's no crowd, but I mean, you know, like Hogan turned heel. That was huge. Rollins huge, but like yeah, but you could Otis. hear like the stupid reactions. Yeah, from it was the nothing. Thunderdome. Yeah, like, you don't hear anything. <laughs> you don't hear anything that was very lackluster heel turn. And yeah. I mean, they haven't been booked on a pay per view match in a very long time, and it shows why. It just shows why. There's no money in them. There's no money in the tag team division right right now. That's a fucking shame. No, it is. Tag team wrestling is so important in professional wrestling. It is. And it has been for decades. Mm -hmm. Decades and decades and decades. Tag team, professional tag team wrestling has been super duper important. It's sold out shows, many, many shows. And you're trying to tell me that you can't find a fucking tag team anywhere? Or you you can't, like, push a tag team to be useful? Because you know, like... Uh, RK bro is going to be like two more months before Randy Orton like hits a fucking RKO on him and then they well, have a feud or like they feud at SummerSlam. What they're doing is they're going to win a title belt at SummerSlam in front of everybody because they want that pop from the crowd of RK bro winning and then finally he's in a pose behind Riddle. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're they're very funny. Riddle's very funny. Yeah, but it's not going to last. No, it's no. not going to last. You can't no. have Randy Orton in a tag team. No. <laughs> like, no. You already have that's, AJ that's Styles. That's not the right way. Yeah, you have two of your best wrestlers. You already have a guy that carried the wasted. company. You have AJ Styles who carried SmackDown during yeah. the pandemic era, even more than the champion Braun Strowman. You put AJ Styles with freaking almost. Almost, <laughs> almost a wrestler. And then the, another match <laughs> is the fact that I'm not going to talk about the fact that the Viking Raiders have no chance in beating them this weekend. Because if you look at long-term booking, ladies and gentlemen out there, if you just look in the eyes of wrestling fans, you can clearly tell that they're setting up um, 
Styles and Omis against RK Bro at SummerSlam. Sixty-five thousand yeah. people. You want the hottest team going against the heels. That's just how it works. Yeah. And no offense to Viking Raiders. You know they're good dudes. They wrestle well. They're a good tag team. I mean they're fine. Yeah, they're but, fine. Uh, but I mean they're not gonna. They're not gonna. They would have been great in nineteen ninety-four. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they had the they had the look of the golden era, but you know the. <laughs> Yeah, they were awesome as war raiders because they were booked like like machines and yeah. monsters, just like yeah. AOP was, just like how the Ascension they was. They completely dropped the fucking ball on AOP. AOP could have carried the tag team division for a long, long, long time. Those two guys were great workers. They had the look. They had Paul Ellering. They had everything. Mm-hmm. You fucked up so bad on AOP. Yeah. And that is disgusting. It is. I don't know how you fucked that up. It is. I don't, I, get that. I don't know. But it's... It is now time. We're going to call Zombie Sailor Toys, and this is going to be a great interview. Toys, toys, and more toys. So we're going to give him a call right now. Hello? What's up, brother? What's up, man? How you doing, man? You're on Sunset Flip Radio. What is going on? Just living the dream, brother, and as are you. I could tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. The dream. <laughs> so we got, uh, we got Josh from Zombie Sailor. We have him on the uh, radio with us now on Sunset Flip Radio. Josh, what's going on? This is Tom. What's up, man? Good. I'm the guy that tags you and everything on, uh, on Instagram. <laughs> oh, cool. Nice to meet you. Nice, to, nice to meet you. First of all, congratulations on the beautiful toy line that you have coming out in two days. Oh, thanks, man. Fucking, uh, I'm glad you guys like it. It was a lot of work, a oh, long yeah. time coming. Man. Yeah. I know you've been busting your ass trying to set this up. For, I mean, I've known you for probably almost a decade now, and you've been hustling harder than pretty much anybody that I ever met, and you're achieving like a lifelong goal, and this is absolutely beautiful to see. And, you know, I just want to tell you also congratulations. Oh, thanks, man. Well, yeah, man, we've known each other for about 10 years, and, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's like everything is coming full circle. You and I, we <laughs> both love the Hasbros, and you know, to be doing oh, yeah. something like this is yeah. uh, Huge Hasbro fan. It's a dream. Yeah, I know. Like it's uh, it's funny because like one of the first conventions that I set up at, uh, you know, Josh came over to my table and you know he he bought a couple Hasbros for me, and then the next time I met him again, I had a bunch of Ninja Turtles at the time, and he had the score of all scores of Hasbro wrestling figures. And mind you, I've had the whole set like on card like multiple times. This dude had like forty of every figure on card. Really? Like he found the most insane collection. Can you give us a little bit of insight on that? Yeah, long story short. So like um I was set up at a show in, in uh Pennsylvania Retrocon, you know, my favorite show of the year. Oh yeah. Great show. And uh yeah, man. So you know, people are show you know always coming up to your table. Hey, do you buy this? Do you buy that? And usually, it's nothing you know too great. Yeah. And uh, the guy came up to me. He's like, you know, so I had a couple of Hasbro figures on my table, and I guess like no one else had them at that show, or maybe yeah. I was the first person he saw with them. And he's like, do you buy wrestling figures? I have a lot of them. I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm like, what do you have? He's like, oh, I have a lot of these. And he pointed to you know whoever was on my table. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cool, what do you got? And uh, he showed me his phone, and he showed me, like, boxes upon boxes of this shit. He told me how he got it. He was, like, a distributor back in the day, and they're just sitting there, dead stock, rotting away. I was like, shit, you know, I absolutely do want them. Yeah. And I thought it was, like, fake or just somebody that was, like, going to be flaky or wanting too much money. Yeah, yeah. You know, he knew what they were worth at the time, and we came to an agreement on the deal. You know, it took me, like, six months to pay him. Long story short, you know, I, I got everything, and there was... 
like 800 pieces. There was like 110 wow. <laughs> Jake the Snakes, like 90 Bushwhackers, 90 Rockers, like 22 Demolitions, Amazing. 60 Macho Man ones, all in perfect. Yeah. Case fresh condition. They were oh they were God. amazing, amazing. You know the you know like when I was um I forgot who I was looking at. I think it was Fig Heel or whatever. But like they made so much stuff that I didn't know existed. Like there was a oh, real yeah. snake. Like yeah. Jake the Snake. Snake had a figure. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. They about had that. that. Like Hulk Hogan had like a weightlifting set. Like, I had that actually yeah. when I was yeah. a kid. They I had, had the set when I was of, a kid. They had all kinds of crazy shit like that. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I'll never forget, like, you picking up that score. I think, like, I started doing RetroCon the year after that. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, man, that was out of control, dude. Um, RetroCon, anybody that goes to that now, it's it's going to be in September this year. Mm-hmm. That's a fantastic show for, like, vintage stuff. And it's pretty – it's actually kind of wrestler heavy. Like, you see a good amount of stuff. Like, I know when I set up there – uh, Sergeant Slaughter's been there, Tito Santana, a couple other guys. Mm-hmm. So they usually have like some good people like doing signings. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, man, it's definitely wrestler heavy. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's a great show, man. But the only thing is, like now, like with everything with how the market is, it's just like no. <laughs> hopefully it's still going to be as fun because, as we all know, like it just exploded in the past year since the pandemic. Just, I just want to be able to buy something for myself, even for my own yeah, collection. That, like, you know decent prices because you know yeah. shit that used to be twenty dollars last january is now like seventy dollars and it's just and there's, it's just ridiculous <laughs> it shot up it shot up that much huh oh dude it's it's yeah. out of control well bro i am a hardcore comic book collector as you know most people know mm-hmm. the comic industry right now first off it's been wild for the past like decade plus you know since the mcu started the comic industry has been out of control but right now it's the hottest market that i've ever seen and there's no stopping it either. That's probably just the lasting impression of what MCU yeah, did. Yeah, with all the movies and everything yeah. that's coming out. which is And Disney Plus and all the different shows going on. Exactly. So It's crazy. I know. I agree with you. Like, I have a lot of shows set up now, finally, which is, like, a great feeling to finally do again. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm a collector. I'm a diehard collector as well. And I want to find something for my personal collection. Yeah. And it's like you're almost priced out of everything. And it's really funny, too, with me. Like, I've been, I mean, Jeff, you can say, I mean, I've been collecting a lot of figures. I mean, I broke out my old Hasbros. I I, I bought some off of Jeff. That's how we met up again. But I've been buying a lot of, you know, recent figures, WWE Legends lines and stuff. And I just want to say that when I went, it's this is funny, and I I don't know why they're still doing this, but when I went to Target the other day, right? Listen to this shit. I counted. They had 15 Bobby the Brain Heenan on the peg. Yeah, that makes sense. Seven Chinas from yeah. the WrestleMania collection. Yeah. And like four or five loose figures. That's it. Yeah. That's Distri- all they had. Distribution is bullshit. 15 Series 7. The Vader that I got is Series 9. Yeah. What are they doing? <sighs> and no one's buying it. I mean, no. it's got to be clearance. But I mean, I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to sit there for a while. Yeah. But uh, so let's get back into talking about this heels, heels and faces, and faces toy line. Hotness, man. Out. So, we had a little bit of a pre-sale last week, and the big sale starts at what time, and how can people get these figures from you? Yeah, man, so it's going to be, you know, this Thursday, depending on whatever, well, this is live right now, or is it like uh, tapes? Oh, we're live, baby. Yeah, we're live. Yeah. Live, baby. Cool, yeah, so this Thursday, June 17th at 8 o'clock. 8 p.m. Eastern on ZombieSailor.com. So there's going to be 2,500 available for each wrestler. Awesome. Um, that's 
that's the availability for the United States and Canada. Like, I'm yes. still trying to work out overseas shipping and UK people that do not stop asking me, which I'm grateful for, but it's like to the point where it's spinning my head. Like, it's mm-hmm. not that hard to comprehend why someone they gotta would not back want off. to ship overseas. Mm-hmm. Like, they really need to back off on that. Like, I've seen so much kind of BS about these guys, like, freaking out over it. It's like, dude, what do you expect? Like, it's, the, it's your first line that you're putting out and everybody knows international shipping is absolutely insane so just pump the brakes he's gonna figure it out yeah (laughs) it is nuts man and let me explain to you something also for people that are listening i think i have a problem with the uk i don't necessarily have a problem with the uk no not at all their money their money is just as green as ours it makes no sense but like ever since january if you're familiar with brexit and everything this is again this is new january so now about six months yeah uh, you know, me being a United States citizen living in New York, I would have to file with the United Kingdom government yes. to, in order to file to be able to accept their taxes. At yes. the time of purchase, I would have to collect a 20% tax on top of every single item that I buy. People make yeah. the argument, oh, but I'm willing to pay the tax. That's no a lot of fucking tax. To pay the back. Yeah. But listen, so like, no, not, no, of course you're willing to pay the tax, but here's the thing now. So now let's just say you bought an item for $100, now collecting $120. I am paying now a credit card fee on top of that additional $20 I just collected. Exactly. And international rates are about double of what my normal credit card processing is. So like in the end, it's costing me so much more money. And now check this out. What if you get something delivered? Let's say you buy a, a set of five figures, right? Let's mm-hmm. say the box is mangled because it is going overseas after all yeah and let's say three of the two figures inside are just you know you know just beat up twisted and just beat up right yeah now okay you know what now you ship them back to me i lose all that money to pay 60 dollars in return shipping mm-hmm. now i paid the new one for you now i just lost 120 dollars. or you know what you're you're gonna you're gonna open them great i'll give you a discount i'll give you you know 20 dollars credit on each figure guess what now that original 20% of your VAT tax that I just collected, now that goes out the window because I have to refund you the difference plus your original VAT amount, do you exactly. understand? It's crazy. Yeah. And anybody in my shoes would do the same thing if not they're a terrible business person. Oh, dude, absolutely. So, like, look, we all know it's, you said a million times, it's a passion project. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're the one fronting the money for this. Mm-hmm. You got to make money on it. So the people that don't understand that, they're not business people. They're just bitter, you know, collectors. Yeah. And it is what it is. But I trust that, you know, over time, he's going to figure it out and it'll happen. So the UK, calm the fuck down. You're going you're <laughs> yeah. to get your figures. Don't worry. Well, the UK market for Hasbro's is wild. These people are out of control. Like it Hasbro's, they love Hasbro's. I was gonna say, yeah, I follow some guys on Instagram where yeah. they're like, they'll show pictures of their yeah. shelves compared to the oh, United yeah. States. It's ridiculous. Bro, like, I sold thousands of dollars to people in the UK for like Hasbro's when I've had them, but it's it's such a gamble mm-hmm. because you don't know who's touching your stuff. So packages could get broken, like he was talking about. So I don't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts, man. And there's no way in hell I'm gonna, you know, open up any sort of distribution with someone no, no. or wholesale because this is why I'm selling directly and I'm not selling to shops. Like again, the the profit margin on this is so narrow that if I were to wholesale it out, I would literally be breaking even or losing money. I'm sorry, I'm putting this together and fellow collectors. Yeah. I have to make something on it. Absolutely. So yeah. Either 
And I appreciate what you're doing. Either the MSRP, you're $75, and I can wholesale out to some shops for 50 or you let me sell it for $40 each directly from yeah. myself, and then that's the best way and the only way to get it. I mean, yeah. come on. It's, 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 it's crazy. I mean, dude, I, I have my store. I never asked you to do any kind of wholesale because I know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and I understand yeah. business, so I wouldn't bother doing that. But I damn sure supported it, and I bought, you know, I bought some sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. I, I, I will be that so much. I will be purchasing the Dino Bravo and the Earl Hepner yeah. on, on the 17th because no fact, Sabu. How are you going to pass on Sabu? I'm not an ECW guy. You know uh, that. That's where you fucked up. No, but see, so, oh. so here's the thing. The, the, here's the thing that when I, when Jeff told me about you and he said he's going to be creating Hasbro look or figures and yeah. you said Dino Bravo, that instantly clicked in my head because mm-hmm. first of all, the fact that the WWF never released a Dino Bravo is fucking ridiculous. Mind-boggling. Okay, yes, sir. because he was—he wasn't just a jobber. I mean, he—he he was a well-known character. Remember, he, he was super. Over. He was in Jimmy Hart's stable along with uh-huh. him and the Canadian Earthquake, aka Earthquake, <laughs> for a while. Yeah, and his uh-huh. his face was on television for a long time. So the fact that you bring in a Dino Bravo is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And then an Earl Hepner with an interchanging hand I love is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> also. That's oh the God, other yeah. thing. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And what's crazy about you know Bravo, like of course you know it, the circumstances surrounding him. Like I can understand like why some people would like you know companies would want to stay away. Yeah. But um, and here's the thing. Like you said, he was a solid. He was a solid hand in the WWF. You know, he, he was. had matches with yeah. Hogan, Warrior. Like you know, mm-hmm. he was. You know, he worked with a lot of the top he guys. He and everybody. He know, did. Fast forward, fast forward thirty years, and for this guy not to have a figure. Let me tell you, like a little segue. So like, like, so yeah, of course I'm. You know, I'm. I'm happy doing this. I feel a lot of other fellow collectors are, are happy to, you know, see everything unfold before their eyes to yeah. to their collections. But let me tell you something, man. And, and you're like, you know, this person got emotional and I even got emotional when she was telling me his daughter, when I first reached out to her, you know, she's, you know, she's in, um, she's what a French Canadian yeah. and mm-hmm. like, um, English is like a second language church. However, she mm-hmm. does speak very good English, but you know, sometimes there's like a slight communication issue, but overall, yeah, she's she very was good. on the dark side um, of the ring. Episode. She was. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, when I first reached out to her, you know, like, um, the guys from dark side of the ring, you know, good buddies of mine, they're, they're so cool. You know, they hooked me up with a lot of guys. That's uh, great. Contact info, and I appreciate that. If they're listening. So like when I first reached out to his daughter, Claudia, you know, she was like, she was, she, she was like taken aback that somebody wanted to make a figure of her father. I'm like, Oh no, you know, we would love to do this, this and that. Yeah. And when I was showing her, um, pictures of like the, the prototype when it was finally painted and stuff like that you could hear her like you know getting chalked up saying how she couldn't <laughs> wait to give her 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 son a figure of her grandfather and she that's was like awesome. crying as she was saying it how amazing is that that's Dude, awesome that is awesome that's awesome yeah I mean, so it's like you know it's like i'm giving all these guys like i feel like they're just do like somebody like sabu sure he's a no name in like wrestling circles and he always will be but i mean i think we could all agree sabu like like at the short end of this like Look at all the matches this guy's had, had yeah, been yeah. in, like the shit that he put his body through. Yep. And, like, what does he have to show for it? The guy's not, I'm not, you know, I don't know his finances per se, but he's not a millionaire. Yeah. He's not, like, you know, he can't stop, you know, wrestling tomorrow and, and you know, right off into the sunset. These yeah. guys are still working to literally make ends meet. So, mm-hmm. you know, all these other companies that Sabu had figures from back in the day, like, I've heard, like, you know, what they paid him and whatnot. And I can absolutely assure you, and I even posted it earlier on Instagram, like, my payouts for a lot of these guys. If they if they if there is a sellout, God willing, they're gonna get a better payday from me, this little independent upstart, than a company like a Jax or like a Metallica. And again, this is not shitting on them. They, and they do pay them well. I'm not trying to yeah, put yeah. through anybody yeah. under the bus, but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, like, you're I'm being real, and we appreciate that. Yeah, 
I'm giving these guys a percentage of the gross sales, a strong percentage, wow. mind you. This is like unheard of for, wow. for, for, for this whole operation. Yeah. Yeah. Usually you'd hear just like, you know, oh, here's your payout, you know, accept mm-hmm. it or not. And like, that's that. Yeah. You know, you doing a percentage. That's amazing, bro. That's, that's it. Hey, man, yeah. Listen, I think the price point is like right where, I mean, this is like right in the wheelhouse for like diehard collectors. Absolutely. It could absolutely be more. Yeah. But absolutely. where your price point is at, I mean, I'd buy 10 sets if I could. You yeah. <laughs> uh, talk, talk to me after this show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I mean, I feel like this is like right on the money. Like, again, realistically, for me to get like a good profit, it would be 60 to $75 each. Yeah. There, there will be people that pay for it, but at the end of the day, it's not going to sell as many as $40. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still going to make, you know, money on them, but it's not to the point where, like, holy shit, I could retire tomorrow. Yeah, and you're not buying a My wife could stop mm-hmm. teaching and now. I'm going to be able to like, you know, right off into the sunset in, in a new freaking, you know, Ferrari or something. It's nothing like that. Well, you're not so. going anywhere because you have multiple sets already lined up. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. So many things are in the works that I can't say. It's just, it, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be really good. All I, all I can tell you is King Kong Bundy is going to be in uh, series two along with Dan Housen and the sculptor, um, Alex, who's absolutely amazing. Such a talented guy. Like right now yeah. he just sent me pictures of Dan Housen on friday and i nice. just seen him on saturday it looks amazing i sent it to dan Housen, dude he fucking loved it that's it great amazing. dan Housen's crazy i can't wait to see what the king Kong bundy looks like yeah he, uh, here's another there's another guy you I know, know what how I mean? he didn't get a hasbro yeah but yeah. I, mean, I, I don't get that i don't i don't get but it but i'm so excited to put him in my hasbro shelf yeah absolutely <laughs> i will be honest yeah, i'm opening up that. every one of your figures just so you know how can you do that oh yeah because i'm I a can. fucking absolutely. monster no, I'm, I'm opening I'm gonna, up every one of them the ones i get i'm gonna i'm gonna put on the wall with right. my other figures but you know the, there's one name who there's two names which when i saw that you signed them and they made videos for your social media i instantly like just i started like just smiling inside yeah. One of them is a very underrated wrestler who never got enough credit, and that's Paul Roma, in yeah, my opinion. Um, Power and Glory, they could have been a great tag team, but it was just shitty booking because it was so clustered at that time with tag teams. But Paul Roma, when he was with Jim Powers and the Young Stallions, I'm mm-hmm. talking, you know, 88. Yeah. He was a phenomenal worker. Absolutely. And the other one is, and because and I live in New Jersey, so I grew up listening to Todd Pettengale on 95.5, <laughs> listening to phone scams with yep. my father yep. driving in the yep. car. Yep. Todd, the fact that you have Todd Pettengale, so you have the announcer, the referee, plugged yeah. into your set. That's crazy. Yeah. That is awesome. Yep. Thanks, man. Yeah, the whole thing is, like, I just wanted to think outside the box. I'm like, shit, you know, like... That is thinking that's outside what the makes box. this a good set. That's that's thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you said Definitely. huge news, Todd Petten goes, like, holy shit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, man, like, I was getting so nervous. Like, you know, like, I was, like, you know, doing my best to hype it up. And I'm like, oh, God, these people are going to expect something, like, tremendous. Not that Todd Petten is not tremendous. He, You know, he is. That's why I made him the uh, that announcement. But, like... I figured, oh my god, you know, knowing people how they are, it's gonna be pushed back to being like who, or this is, you know, yeah. some scrub or blah blah blah. I'm so, yeah. I was so taken aback, and it blew my expectations out of the water. Like that, you know, for for Instagram, for my videos, at least, I had a lot of views. Like at the first first couple hours, I had like four or five thousand views, which I think is a lot for what yeah. it is. And um, yeah, man, just people are excited for for Todd Pettengill. Like you know, like guys like you know Shawn Michaels, Hogan, Warrior. As much as I love them, their figures and their merchandise has been done to death. Yeah, so, exactly. So go thinking outside of the box. Nobody, nobody was expecting a Todd Pettengill figure. No, now here no, we are. not and, at all. And 
And the best part is now he's working with WWE again, so there's even more eyes on him, and it's, yeah. per, it's just it worked itself out beautifully. I agree. That completely. was a that was a great that match was, for you, bro. That was brilliant. It was. That was a great great pickup. Was mm-hmm. a guy like Todd Pettengill, one hundred percent, and Earl Hebner. Because it's nostalgia. There, well, the thing is with the Hasbro's, there's no referees, there's no announcers, that's there's another no thing. managers. I don't get it. How come? Now, I now I heard. I mean, I didn't collect a lot of Jack specifics, but yeah. they made referees. Oh, they made eight billion yeah, figures but, for Jacks. Yeah. So, Everybody but, knew who Earl Hetner was back yeah. in the golden era of professional wrestling. Yeah. Just because he was one, him, Danny Davis, Joey Morella, mm-hmm. like those are the only wrestlers. Yeah. Like those are the only names that were spoken about on television. Yeah. And Earl Hetner, I mean, the screw job and all that shit. You know what I mean? him yeah and how do you how do you the not make Andre, a figure yeah Andre wanted a belt Earl and Dave Hetner yeah how do you yeah. not make a figure of him yeah that's, that's crazy that's like, just T- straight TNA did but at least like now you're gonna get one on the Hasbro size and that's fucking cool yeah that's fucking cool I do yeah, want to be good I do want to ask you um so this is this for me is amazing the fact that you got Ron Rudat to do yeah the concepts for you so how did you end up getting him to agree to this honestly i've been asking him for about like my god maybe like this well i'm gonna say this summer we are in the summer about two years ago i started asking him because well i've always had an vision to do this for a while now and like once mattel you know with the retros once he first announced the retros what was like four or five years ago and i'm not even Mm -hmm. joking around ever since I got those Hasbro figures, and I saw, like, the frenzy for them and how crazy people were. I had, I sort of got an vision back then, so I'm like, shit, I would love to do, like, a, but I didn't know at the time where to start. I didn't have, thankfully, the connections that I do now with, like, you know, wrestlers and whatnot, mm-hmm. so, but I always had this vision, and then once Mattel announced they were making retro figures, I'm like, oh, you know, that, that idea is kiboshed. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Fucking WWE themselves and Mattel's doing it, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. No, whatever. It was a good pipe dream. And then when Mattel stuff came out, not for nothing, it didn't do it for me at all. Bro, those figures and are then, ass. Uh, those figures are Which ass. ones? Put it on ice, the, ha- like, the retros. Oh. Yeah. Like the, the Hasbro style ones. And then once they announced it, put it on ice, and it was on ice now for like, you know, yeah, my shit. You know what? Now's my time to strike. You know, the pandemic was going on, and yeah. like, either I'm going to stay at my house and be miserable, gain weight, and not have anything to look forward to. I said, you know what, fuck <laughs> this. Now is my time. Let me invest all my resources and all the money I had saved up from selling Case Fresh figures on Instagram for the past five, six years. Let me, yeah. a nice little nest egg, either, I looked at it like this, either I could use that money for a down payment for a house, or I could use that money for a down payment to fucking kickstart my action figure company. And with that money, if all goes well, maybe buy I can a get bigger house. a bigger house. And that's yeah. where we are right now. <laughs> that's awesome, that's dude. That's awesome. And then, I love so, it. So, so, yeah, so I'm getting kind of off track here. So I asked Ron Ruda like two years ago. I was like, if you want to, he's like, well, I don't know. I'm out of the you know, I'm out of the toy industry, blah, blah, blah. And we were just talking for a little bit every now and then. I'll just text him just to see how he's doing and shit like that. Because, you know, I went over his, his place, you know, his house a couple of years ago. I bought a lot of amazing priceless stuff from him. He made these, nice. you know, unofficial pins for me in the Hasbro saw a couple of years ago. So he did work for me in the past. Yeah. But he didn't want to do the toys. So bottom line, I was just, I, you know, I gave him my pitch for the millionth time. And I told him, like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I have, I have the finances to back this up. You know, I'll pay you well. And he certainly paid well. And I'm like, I told him my whole idea, and you know, of course, I let him know that, and he knows that his name has a lot of value with it. And I'm like, you know, with your name attached to this, we can make him look crazy. We can make him yeah. look like the Hasbro's like thing the with a mm-hmm. with a facelift. Mm-hmm. And um, we could take this to the moon. And he's like, all right, I'm in. And then, boom, we just started doing them. And as they say, the rest is history. Yeah, yeah man, dude, that is 
bring wild. bringing in the crafty veteran to, to jump on the project. As, that's that's the way to do. That's it. what you gotta do, man. That's how you make a successful business, and yeah. this is how it's gonna go. So I do want to also bring up uh, Live Eight. You had a gigantic announcement. Oh, big announcement! Big wrestling figure podcast. Now, I'm not a huge fan of this guy personally. (laughs) You've hold on, hold on, hold on. You've talked shit about him. I think. All right. Realistically, realistically, I fucking hate Jeff Jarrett. But but I have to say, I really like once I saw the concept art for the fabled orange set. I was like, oh, dude, this would have been epic if that figure came out. Mm -hmm. So you are doing that basically yeah definitely so um yes as as you said like i mean if it was going to be orange card or blue card pink card whatever everyone refers to them as the orange cards that's what we'll refer to them as well um but there was definitely that final set with you know double j jeff jarrett diesel Mm -hmm. bastion booger usa lex luger doink and holy shoot who else was it mabel and mo yeah and uh yeah, the concept art popped up a couple of years ago. It's one hundred percent authentic. Nice. When I went to Ron Rudat's house uh, in like the winter of twenty seventeen or some shit. Like actually I was going through all his old stuff. Like well, he has like just file tabs like, Yeah, whatever you want. Everything's for sale. I'm like, Okay. And I was just there was so much stuff there and I wound up finding the um like that the the head the head drawings, like, you know, yeah. like the concept sketches. Just not so the the ones but the full bodies had surfaced like a year before that or so. Mm-hmm. And like when I was there, I just randomly found all five of the guys, um, except for Lex Luger and Doink, because they're, they're Figure, that's already existed. So though nothing new was originally made for this orange card line. And I found them in a paper clip, just the heads of like the front side and back of the head. I was like, holy crap. So <laughs> they're just solidified and cemented that these guys were actually going to come out. And for whatever reason, Mattel, I mean, um, Hasbro lost the license or whatever the hell happened. Yeah. So whatever, fast forward 30 years and, you know, we have high quality scans of the original blueprint um, from 90, I think it was like 94, but they're supposed to come out in 95 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it was like painted with the colors. And we also have um, the original color input sheet. So what the color input sheet is, they actually have, you know, like the, the Pantone chips, like the color, like the actual color. So like, you know, the Pantone colors, Yeah. it shows you like the actual color with like a number coding next to it. So, you know, what color his pink tights would be, what color the purple would be down to the science. So we're going to like, you know, make it look to that figure or that drawing as, as much as possible with like That's everything amazing. else, with like a little bit of a facelift, a little more modern, a better likeness, but we're going to use the same exact Pantone colors as the original one was going to have. So the colors are going to be 100% a match. That's rad. <laughs> That's I, I really dig that. It's, it's all nostalgia because yeah. so many toy collectors know about the infamous orange card series mm-hmm. that never came out. Yeah. And now you're going to be gifting, you know, I mean, I'm 35 years old. Jeff, you're what, 36? Yep. I mean, p- yeah, people our age, a little even older than us, like you know, who still I feel like a kid again. Yeah, who still hold on to these Hasbro's? Like, I will, yeah. I will never trade my Hasbro's for anything. No, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, I have those and I have LJNs. I mean, I wouldn't trade them for anything. Yep. You know, so I mean, to, yeah, those are the ones that are uh, untouchable in my collection. It is, and, <laughs> and and for you to bring back a series that never got released. Yeah, a part of the series that never mm-hmm. got released is just that means something so much to toy collectors like myself. Yeah, and I'm not even a big toy collector. I mean, I I collect, but I mean like nothing like you guys. Yeah, but that's awesome. Now I want to ask you. I mean, I don't know how much details you can give, but you know, if I asked you down the line, are you thinking about releasing like a ring or even like a tag team down the line? Is that something that you eventually you know thought about or thinking about? 
Well, actually, you know, fuck it. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll break it here if, if yeah. it's even, like, whatever. But, dude, uh, a, a ring is well underway, man. And it's oh, hell yeah. Nice. Fucking, it's going to knock people's fucking heads off when you see this shit. Nice. I'm pumped for that, bro. Awesome. Yeah, I'm a, man. I'm a big ring rings. mark. I'm a huge mm-hmm. ring mark. Like, I love the wrestling figure rings. So to get, like, a nice one like that that's going to, you know, is going to be done fucking properly, yeah. I can't wait for that. Okay. Yeah, man, it's gonna be nuts. I'm talking like cloth canvas, ring yeah. apron, like the turnbuckles. Like picture how the like my, my favorite ring toy toy wise was like the classic superstar rings from Jax. I thought those, that was pretty damn good, oh, dude, like well executed. Mm-hmm. So um, like picture that a little better, but scaled down to like a Hasbro size. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, it's that's gonna be good, good man. Because usually like the smaller rings that like you know uh, Mattel or Jax or anything like they put out, they were like piece of shit plastic. Like, yeah, you know, it's gonna yeah, break. Like the, like the blue one that I, I mean, the, the yeah, but that's a Hasbro. That's one. a Hasbro. Like, it doesn't, yeah. It's still OG. It's still OG. Yeah, yeah. everybody you, has that. Yeah, represent. And it's it all about that cloth uh, material that he's using. Which yeah, is great. that's the big pop that I have in your set with having Sabu with the cloth turban and Paul Roma with the uh with the with cloth the, shirt. Oh, the shirt, yeah. I'm a big fan of the cloth goods. Definitely, man. Well, Sabu's turban's not going to be cloth unfortunately. It's going to be um just like, you know, like um like a rubber, but it's going to be like a oh, cloth, okay. pliable rubber. Yeah. Gotcha. Um but, but but Paul Roma as of right now like, you know, somebody like him he's definitely going to have a cloth shirt, Brooklyn yeah. Brawler. <clears throat> Steve Lombardi's going to have a cloth shirt. Yeah. Um can't see a Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> Yeah, but um, nice. yeah, I'm a big fan of, of soft goods too, and I'm sure people are going to complain saying, "Oh, but Hasbro's were in soft goods." Well, hey, you know, tough. I'm, I'm putting this. I'm going to try, try to make these as good as possible while still, you know, giving a wink to Hasbro's. But well, the at the same time, you know, got to make them yeah. our own. So yeah, I agree. So what? Um, if you can announce it, um, divulge as you can. When is Brody coming out? That's a huge one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so he's 100% going to be in Series 2. Um, yeah. nice. ser- series 2 lineup and exclusive. Um, I can name everybody except for one mystery guy. This one guy okay. that I'm a huge mark for assigned. Sweet. So I can't mention him yet. Is but, it uh, Kevin so Costner? Series 2. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but I'm uh, definitely a huge mark for Big Kev. Um, so Series 2 is going to be Bruiser Brody. Uh, who was it? Uh, Enzo, King Kong, Bundy. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, Kevin Sullivan as like the Prince of Darkness, like you know, like the, the robe and that. I'm that's excited gonna be about. nice. Face paint. Yeah, it's gonna be unbelievable. Oh uh, God, who the hell was? There was six guys in the lineup again. That mystery wrestler, and it was oh, and like that I mentioned, Enzo. Enzo's gonna be there also. Yeah. Did you, uh, Big Cass? Uh, no, no, I'm not. Big Cass is not signed. I'm not. As of right now, there's no plans to do Big Cass. But okay. whatever. No, man. It all it all depends on like you know what people ask for, and you know. And, at the end of the day, I need to sell at least at least a thousand figures just to break even. Yeah. You know, that's before I even pay yeah. for employees and before I even get this. But that's also that's also why it's good that you put out people in the first set like Matt Cardona and Brian, Brian Myers, Brian. which you know all us marks, all the people <laughs> in the major pod, we're all gonna buy this stupid the same fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it's just he is who he is and we all love him to death. It is what it is. But um, you know, that's why it's smart because you could get those and that will help fund the other big, huge names that you have lined up. I love that you have Barry Horowitz too, by the way. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's man, freaking that's he's, awesome. Yeah, he's been there for a long time. Everyone knows Barry Harwood. Again, yeah. Wrestling yep. fan, and he's never and he's never had a figure before. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. That, that's insane. He's been on TV. They made since Abe like Knuckleball Schwartz. Huh? They yeah. made Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Did they really? Yeah. 
Classic they, superstars. They made yeah. them in classic superstars, and they never made a Barry Horowitz figure. Did they make the goon? No, they didn't make the goon. No, they didn't make a goon. Uh. That's that's, that's, <laughs> that's when I when I contacted Barry Horowitz, you know, just like um, and you know, it was it was a similar thing to how um, Dino Bravo's daughter was like, you know, he didn't get necessarily like emotional, but he was. You could hear like yeah. the, the happiness and like the enthusiasm in his voice. He's he a good guy. Like, I mean, he's he's cool as hell, man. Yeah. Now imagine all of a sudden you're a wrestler from back in the day, and you let's say you you may or may not necessarily feel appreciated as yeah. you know as, you know. And you know, fast forward, you know, after twenty years past your fucking regular, you know, working days, and all of a sudden you're sitting there, you doing whatever, and all of a sudden you get, you know, a DM or an email from me, whatever, and like, hey man, you know, here's my pitch. Show him some photos, explain to him what the deal is, and like, we would love for you to have to be a part of this toy line. What do you say? Like, that must make that would make me feel good. Oh hell yeah, absolutely. Especially like the guy's a jobber. You know, he is, but I mean, he's been, but he's but a well-known jobber. He's a well-known jobber. He's been around forever. Yeah. Everybody knows who the hell Barry Horowitz is. The, the three jobbers that I know him for my whole life are Iron Mike Sharp, Barry Horowitz, and the Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> there you go. Those three yes, names. Sir. When yeah. I say those three names, everybody knows those three names. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the fact that Barry Horowitz was a jobber since like the late '80s, early '90s, and then actually garnered success to a point where he was on a Survivor Series team in like '94, yep. I think, or '95. Yeah. It's crazy. Who was his first win? Uh, Skip, right? Chris yeah, Candido. It was, it was Skip. Chris was it really? Yeah. Skip. Chris <laughs> Candido. Rest in peace. Love Candido. Okay, I didn't know that one. What a shame. Right, what a shame. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's 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 just crazy how how you find the guys that were passed up on, but yet at the same time you find the guys that when you say their name. Yeah. Instant collectors and instant fans of old school wrestling between yeah. the golden era and the new generation, their eyes light up and it's just like holy yeah. shit, where I'm finally gonna get a Barry Horowitz or I'm finally gonna get a Paul Roma. The fact figure. that I'm gonna get a bruiser brody and the, the size of Hasbro figures, I'm I'm done. That yeah. that's all I need. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's it's crazy. I was thinking before, like because this is my whole life now. I you know, I eat, breathe, sleep yeah. this this line for the Which past is awesome. for the past year. And, like, you just before I was, like, driving, like, you know, I was coming home. Just a little while ago, I was thinking, I said, again, you know, this is just, I, I couldn't pitch myself. So, you guys are, Jeff, I'm sure you, you collect NECA figures and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, um, have you seen the new thing, uh, Mac Ready figure? The Rus- Kurt Russell figure? Oh, yeah, 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 I did. Like, uh, this figure, like, I'm, like, literally looking at it right now. I literally just opened it as I'm saying this. Yeah. This figure is amazing. I just got it. Um, from Target.com the other day, and I fucking I got two. I'm still I have no time to open this shit. It's it's an amazing figure, right? It's it's absolutely beautiful. Like it comes with a million like three heads and accessories, yeah. but the sculpt is nuts, right? So when I looked at it the other day, it came in the mail like on Wednesday, wherever I looked at the bottom. You know they have the um the product info, like you know the designer, the sculptor, the painter, blah blah blah. Yes. You know everybody that played a hand in creating this work of art, right? The same gentleman, Alex. I can't pronounce last name. Hinky, Hinky, Alex, if you're hearing it, I apologize. <laughs> so anyways, the, the same the same guy who made this figure that I'm putting over so much, I'm not just saying this to, to like put this guy over, this figure is phenomenal. Yeah. The same guy who sculpted this is sculpting every single figure for heels and faces. Boom. Wow. So in 2021, you're going to have a highly detailed Sabu figure sculpted by this award-winning sculptor yep. for NECA and Freelance and McFarlane, whatever, and it's designed... By Ron Rudat. How can you fucking wrap your finger around that? I mean, <laughs> if the, if that doesn't like wake you up and like really push the meter for you, it's like the all stars. Then of, get out uh, of the fucking hobby because you still toys. get it. 
Right. That's exactly it, man. Exactly. It's like it was like an ultra list. Like I wanted to yeah. be like team. fucking Tony Stark. This is a custom. No. Like this, exactly. There you go. I got the heels and faces initiative. <laughs> like this is not custom figures that some jabroni is like you know three D printing and fucking painting. Yeah. No, these are one hundred percent made by the right people, distributed by the right people, of the right people. For the people, yeah. So this shit is awesome, and I'm pumped. It is. Amen, man. Yeah, thanks. It's 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 nuts, man. That was the whole thing when I when this was first, you know, in its infancy. It's like I just didn't want to. And don't get me wrong, I could have gone the cheap route. I could have like just went to like Alibaba.com, or whatever, and just found a random place that makes figurines and like, okay, here's what I need. Can you make this for me, 3D print? And they could have made it for like pennies on the dollar what I have here but at the end but then we wouldn't be here talking and yeah I mean that's not that's not what the people want that's not what the people are going to nah. put the money into no especially, especially with the names that you drop too yeah. collectors yeah. like if you want to do a 3D print like you could set up at a fucking flea market and you know sell your 3D printed bullshit you know mm-hmm. that's not what this is and this is being done absolutely in the right way Absolutely, man. Just there's there's so many like you know there's other toy companies out there. I'm like yeah, I'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus. Like, and, I have like, a problem with a certain company on a figure that I ordered that I'm still waiting on, which is ridiculous. Oof. That is the same, which is a similar type of. I don't want to say their name to even put them over, but yeah. I'm not digging what they're doing at all. And I'm still waiting on my fucking figure to get here when it was supposed to be delivered about two, three months ago. Uh, oh. so, Lord, Lord, Lord. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find that out after the recording. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying the name on the show because I don't want to put them over. Well, you're not re- you're not really putting them over, though, like in a good way. Well, Cella Toys. I don't like their... Oh, show. I heard of them. I don't like what they're doing with their retros. I, I'm not a fan. Well, the I never, I never seen them, to be honest with you. They have like Blue Meanie. They have like uh, oh, you know okay. a couple other guys like yeah. that. But realistically, it's like it's it's shit and it's not professionally done to me. Okay, not a fan. Yeah, I'm just gonna say no comment. I'm not gonna you know I can't say anything <laughs> about that. Competition, people doing it, but uh, yeah. But yeah, a lot of people shared your same your same thoughts. Like um, I I personally have never held one in my hand. Um, yeah, I'm just not gonna buy any because none of the guys that they're doing tickle my fancy and don't really i mean the blue mini's cool and all but the other guys like just doesn't really do it for me no no i mean um, i'm not gonna buy i'm not gonna buy the nick aldis like you know i only got the mini <laughs> because the mini was my like trainer when i was at the monster factory mm-hmm. yeah, that's literally saying, the yeah. only reason why i bought a blue mini figure uh, and, I, and i love brian so and you're an ecw mark and i'm a huge ecw <laughs> mark yeah yeah man so see with these figures like you know like wrestling is such a huge market it's i'm sure it's it's got to be like a multi-billion dollar a year licensing thing right oh yeah and for the most part outside of wwe outside that umbrella like no one was really selling toys i mean ryan from pro wrestling tees man i love the guy he, he's a genius man look at this he started this 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 huge business yeah. because he recognized that there was this whole untapped potential. Like, you know, if you wanted a wrestling t-shirt, it was like pretty much WWE's way or the highway. That Nobody was, it, was like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. other than guys selling directly on their website or seeing the random guy at any show that mm-hmm. they got their t-shirts done at their local printing place, wherever they live, like there was nothing out there. And he recognized that and he turned it into this big successful business. So Ryan, you know, he has every 
ounce of my respect. And I, yeah. and I saw that. I'm like, damn, this guy capitalized on industry. Now, you know, he probably sells more T-shirts. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he sells statistically more T-shirts than the WWE themselves. And they have a really so, good business model. There. Plus, the shirts oh. are 10 times nicer, too. WWE shirts are just not, I mean... They'll never be as good as they used to be. They're, they're like hot topic shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. WWE is just a joke. Man, I don't even watch that anymore. I've been watching a Raw. I, I kid you not, in probably like three or four years. I just wow. can't. It's just not for me. Well, it's, if it's Raw, like, it's, it's not for me. If it's Raw, you're not missing anything. No. If it's SmackDown, you're missing some some stuff. Like I mean, and, and, and NXT programming is a lot better right now. And you know, when we talk about Raw, we've been talking about how shitty it's been. This is our 63rd episode of Sons of Flipper Radio, and I think. 62 of them have been talked about how bad Raw is. So, I mean, <laughs> you're not really missing much on that note. But, you know, um, I got to ask you a question because, you know, since since your toy line is a, you know, homage to Hasbro's, what is your favorite Hasbro figure? Oh, man. I mean, the ones that, like, the one that automatically comes to mind is, like, Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay. Um, yeah, that my like, man. I always, like... Yeah, I just love, like, you know, like, the fat guy bodies. Just, like, it was cooler how they were, like, bigger Agreed. than everyone else. And just, mm-hmm. especially with Batman with all, like, the unique tattoos and his mm-hmm. head tattooed and all that stuff. And the flames. It just, I thought it made for a cool figure. Especially when it's, you know, carded with the red card and how the, the contrast from the flames and everything. I think it's just a beautiful presentation. So, I'm definitely a fan of, of that. Um, I mean, Ultimate Warrior 2, I have nostalgia for, like, Ravishing Rick Rude, the first Brutus Beefcake, and the first Boss Man, because those were nice. the very first Hasbro figures I've ever got ever for my mom for a fucking Hanukkah present back in like 1902. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I mean, but as far as being an adult, like what I like now is a collector. Besides Bama, I would say probably one, two, three kid, Warrior Two. Oh man, I mean, I love Hulk Hogan with the Hulkaplex. I'm not the Hulkaplex, the second Hogan where he does like the Hulkster Flex or the Hulk. Yeah, he's the Bear him. Hug. Yeah. Yeah, that bear hug thing. Yeah, I just, oh, the I just bear hug that was the only great. figure like that, and like yeah. I never used it since. So that was cool. They had like a unique uh, mold for that guy only. That, that's, I agree. That's, that's why cool. I like that one too. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a uh, for me. I'm going Bam Bam, uh, Undertaker. Yeah, Taker. Well, either one. Yeah, either one you could go with. They're both fantastic. But that cloak is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. from the uh, red card. And I mean, for me, like I like the details. So I mean, someone like like Skinner, his outfit is awesome. You yeah, know what I mean, I like yeah. the way he looks. I mean, like I'm a Ted DiBiase mark, so DiBiase in the green yeah. for me is probably my favorite, along with yeah. Taker. I mean, I love the I love the way the Warlord looks. You know what I mean? Yeah, that one's cool. You know, here's a name, and maybe maybe I'm jumping the shark a little bit, and I apologize if I am, but there was never a Barbarian figure, was there? Uh, they they actually did an AWA Remco, but not a but not a Hasbro. No, no, not a Hasbro Barbarian. Think about him with the cloak. Oh, that and, shit would be and, awesome. And the deer antlers, right? Because yeah. he used to wear that as a helmet, mm-hmm. kind of. Oh, a hundred percent. But now here's here's the problem. Like some guys, you have to be so careful with like intellectual property. Yeah. So you yeah. go even even if he owned the name Barbarian, like which he very well might. Like he didn't own that particular character. Chances are that outfit was created in the WWF or by the WWF. So it's like you have to be really careful, like yeah. where like you know you're stepping. Like I, have, it's crazy, man. I have, like you know I. have you know, an attorney for this, a really nice guy, and he knows like, the ins and outs of this stuff. So, you know, I have to be very selective of, like, you know, who I'm getting or how I'm portraying them. Yeah, I'm you know sure I mean? you're battling everything mm-hmm. you have to do. I mean, I mean, you're going against the monster. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we can spit off 35 different names, and you in, in your mind, you're probably thinking, oh, well, I tried that person, yeah. but, you know, yeah. I can't get that person. But, I mean, the fact that you got these people is is already it's it's great and there's so much more to come so b- before we wrap up i just want to uh 
ask you, you know, just to throw out some of your uh, social media, you know, start putting yourself over, I guess you can say. So where can we find you on social media right now? I appreciate it. Yeah, so I'm pretty much most active on Instagram, and my username is at Zombie Sailors Toys. Um, you spell it out if you zombie. want. Yeah, so Z O M B I E S A I L O R S Toys, T O Y S, Zombie Sailors Toys. Um, I, on Twitter, I'm at the Zombie Sailor. And then, of course, <laughs> the website is <laughs> zombiesailor.com. But yeah, guys, I mean, it's going to be. Uh, I, I really, I'm, I'm, you, I'm not gonna be able to sleep until like, until Friday morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like because don't get me wrong, everyone is like, you know, praising. You know, most people are praising them, you know, and rightfully so. Again, that, you know, I didn't hand sculpt them. Yeah. I'm just the guy putting everything together. There's a lot of people are like actually doing the actual physical work, and I, I think they're, they're amazing. But there could, you know, people could be putting these over all day and all night. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter unless they actually sell. So yeah. I, it can go. You know, it can go both ways. It can like, it could be a, an instant sellout. It could be a bomb, and then I'm like, holy shit, I just lost one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it, it's crazy, man. So bottom line is, I just hope you know whoever's listening and you're looking at it. If you're on the fence about these, don't be because they're crazy. The quality is going to be nuts. The same warehouse that makes sideshow collectible one six scale figures, Super Seven, a lot of NECA stuff. That same exact warehouse that's dedicated solely. To making collectible action figures, that is the same exact warehouse that I'm using wow. to make these. That's these people, awesome. this is what they do. This is their craft. Again, it's not like I went to Alibaba.com <laughs> and said, "Hey, can you make this for me?" Yeah, we could. I think so. I sent to us. No, this is like you know, this is a huge operation, and I just hope that whoever is on again on the fence about this, you actually pull the trigger because let's just say they do sell out. These are probably going to go for like 150 dollars on eBay. I mean. Yeah. At that point, people are making more profit per figure than I am. Yeah. yeah whatever. It just, I just want there to be a market for these. I want people to love them, and I want people to cherish them because at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a fan first, right? Exactly. And I wanted mm-hmm. to make a line that if I saw it from my own two eyes, I would be marking out for. And you can tell 100% that this is a line for the fans, and it's it beautiful. Is. A hundred percent, man. This is, you know, for the fans or, you know, by the fans and like, uh, or by the fan and just, that's it, man. I just, I just want people to enjoy this line and to have them in their hand. And I mean, I look forward to actually getting them produced and having the finished copies and people like tagging me on social media and showing them with next to their other Hasbros or playing with their, with their kids, with them. Like, you know, that, that, that's, that's what I'm really, really looking forward to. There you go. So I don't know, man, it's going to, it's going to be a fun ride, but you know, I, I'm, but what I'm really looking forward to the most is actually sleeping. There. So, <laughs> well, I'm gonna te- I'm gonna text you on Saturday to make sure you're still alive. So <laughs> I, I probably won't be if I don't if I don't pick up if I don't pick up after three rings. That means I'm dead. There you <laughs> go. Well, man, we be- we wish you the best of luck on the current line and all the future lines. And I hope this pre-sale is gonna be kick-ass for you. I know that it's gonna be. And uh, you know, if you end up down the road getting Duke to Dumpster Drossy or oh, uh, yeah. or uh, Red Rooster, I might pop for those. Yep, sounds good, man. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely see what I could do. And and uh, if I were to get those names, you'll be the first to know. Believe me. Thank nice. you. There you go. Thanks. All right, brother. Thank you very much. Good luck, and we will talk to you soon. Have a good one, guys. Thank you so much. You have a great night, and we'll talk soon. Thanks. Thanks take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. So well, that was, that was awesome. That was great. That was a great interview. Absolutely, Josh. Right? That's that. Yeah. Uh, yep. He he is doing stuff that is utterly ridiculous. And anybody out there, if you if listen, if you're a toy collector, it doesn't matter if you collect Hasbro's, 
I mean, well, obviously Hasbro, but if you're into this new wave of line by Mattel and all these new figures, basically they look all the same. Take a look at his stuff. Yeah. It is nostalgia throwback to maybe to when you were a kid and you used to watch Dino Bravo or you used to watch a lot of matches by Earl Hepner. Even if you're a hardcore fan like Jeff who watched Sabu, just look at this guy's figures and see what he's doing. Yeah. You got to go on his Instagram. Yeah. Because it's not like this is his specific toy line, but he also sells like a ton of other stuff. And again, it's all like hard, fresh stuff that mm-hmm. like he opens up a sealed box and he sells the figures that way. It's it's mind boggling where he gets this shit from. He's a time traveling toy guy. Like that's just what it seems. <laughs> like the stuff is out of control. Like don't get me wrong. Look, he's a really good friend of mine. But if it was shit, I would tell you it's shit because yeah. I'm a very honest human being. And and because you've been <laughs> in the business for a while and you you yeah, sell toys. I know I know what's good and what's not. Yeah. This I see looks amazing. The card backs are wild. Um, the artwork is fantastic. The face sculpts look fucking killer. I'm incredibly excited about it. I definitely choose this over like the cello toys ones, which are pretty lackluster. Mm. Um, he has zombie has such better names that are coming out. Oh yeah. Which don't get me wrong. Cella has like, um, who, uh, dynamite kid for like a Hasbro okay. one, which that's pretty cool. I might that's, end up, that's a good name. I might pick up one of those cause it would look good next to the bulldog that I have. Yes. Um, so I will, and you need look, to tilt the too, but I'm go not ahead. a, not <laughs> a, <laughs> this is just how it's gone from like one figure from them. Don't get me wrong. I'll buy other ones from them if they put out a name that I want. But so far, Zombie has put out figures of everybody that I want. Series 1, I want everybody. I know Cardona. I know Myers. I deal with them guys all the time. Friends of mine. I obviously am going to buy those figures. Mm -hmm. Okay? Two, I'm not a fan of Enzo at all. I would buy an Enzo figure. I fucking hate Enzo. (laughs) But it's the fact that the WWE retro never came out. They never made one. That Well, they made a prototype, but it never came out because they fired him. So probably gonna buy it although Absolutely. i hate the guy i'm probably gonna buy because i'm not gonna leave one out if i buy every other figure no. <laughs> well i mean i know you pretty well with your toys now i feel I'm like fucking completest like with aew like i remember when i was out there and in in, yeah. in in the battlegrounds looking for AEWs, and i came across you and i was like i got this AEW. oh yeah buy all the AEWs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's not like that, but yeah. I mean, I remember you told me that you're back and you're 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 taking your foot off the gas with the yeah, AEW figures. Yeah, I kind of just want the uh, original ones, where yeah. it's like one of each person, not fourteen different Kenny I don't need, Omegas, yeah. fourteen different Cody Rhodes. 14. I don't need the seventeen I'll punch Cody right Rhodes. I'm yeah. just not gonna do it. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't need. I, I see, definitely don't need two sets of the fucking young cucks. I don't need. <laughs> There's like three now. I think. I know exactly. That's it's, the fucking problem. I mean, I I stopped keeping track of AEW figures, but I mean. Again, if you're a toy collector, just just please check yeah. Zombie Sailor's toys out. I mean, follow him. He has over twenty seven thousand followers on on Instagram for a reason because what Absolutely. he's doing what he's doing is utter madness in the world of toys. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna buy all of them. I'm not yeah, gonna lie fine. to you. That's uh, but that's up. the beauty of collecting. I'm not you a big Kurt Hawkins choose. fan, nor am I a big Matt Cardona toy. Yeah, you know, sc- toy fan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're cool guys, but. I mean, I have to get the Earl Hepner and I have to get Dino Bravo. Yeah. I mean, to me, those yeah. those two names are just it's it's what, when, when I was a kid, Brody I grew up watching out, them. When that Bruzy Brody comes yeah. out, I'm gonna go nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was our toy portion yeah. of the episode. <laughs> but I mean, again, we we're leading into this weekend with Hell in a Cell, and I mean, we already talked about the fact that 
We don't even need to talk about the Roman Reigns match anymore. We yeah. talked about the fact that Alexa Bliss is clearly going to go over on Shayna Baszler because yeah. they need to build her character. And we talked about the fact that that the Viking Raiders have no chance in hell against <laughs> Omos and AJ because they're setting a program up with RK Bro. That is what wrestling is. That is res- re- what us wrestlers yep. in Jeff's uh, world and wrestling fans in both of our worlds know. They, they know that you got to tell stories and you got to build up for the future to sell yes. the most money. Now, a match that's on the card that is going to get a lot of talk is going to be Bobby Lashley against Drew McIntyre, Hell in a Cell, WWE World Heavyweight Title, which I think is going to be the main event because I do expect a big return. And big return, I mean Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I agree. That's going to be the main event of the show. Um, that's the one match that seems like it could be a coin toss. Uh-uh. But I still think Bobby wins. I think it's Bobby. I, th- I think it's like 80-20 Bobby. I think it's Bobby. But uh, that's the one that might be. Bobby wins because of, of uh, Brock. Brock. Bobby. Yeah. Brock Bobby at SummerSlam. But then that's going to be hard trying to take Drew out of the equation. Uh, Maybe. Get him out. I'm done. Okay, so are you done with him? Because I'm kind of done. I'm not done with him per se. Like, you know, I don't think he's like washed up garbage. I just don't need him around the title picture anymore. He, no, did, he's... he did what he had to do. He can get it like next year, you know, Ish, maybe yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they want to push him to win it at mania next year because the fans will be there, mm-hmm. you know, and for what he did during the COVID era, but I don't think it's time for him to win it back so quickly. No, I want to see him chase with fans because that draws money, not just oh here here's your title picks. Yeah, and I mean I'm sure that he can have a, a, a good quality match at SummerSlam in front of sixty five thousand fans with another. Oh, wrestler. absolutely, he's a yeah. phenomenal wrestler. But, but then we have just... to dial back to something like 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 the Midas touch. You know what I mean? Yeah, Midas he touched everything and turned to gold. Yep. In this case, the WWE is touching everything and turns into shit, especially yeah. with long term <laughs> booking and storytelling. Yeah. So for us to f- sit here and figure out what's next for Drew McIntyre, I think it's too early for me to say because yeah, I don't want to waste any dead air time because we've had such a great interview with Zombie Sailor Toys and then right now we're talking about Hell in a Cell and the fact that Bobby's going to win in both of our opinions. It, but for me to sit here and try to think of what's next for Drew McIntyre, I really can't think of anything yet. I, mean, I really don't know well, Drew, what's next for him. Drew, uh, is there? there's one more pay-per-view in between. Money in the uh, Bank. Hell, yeah. So Drew He's could, not going to win Money no, in the Bank. No, God, no, no. That's no. not for him. That's 100% no. not for him. That's Cesaro's all day. Yeah. Um, but basically, although I said I don't like him winning the championship that way, but realistically, that's the only way that Roman could ever lose the title is a Money in the Bank kind of schmoz. Um but I could absolutely see at this pay-per-view, Brock comes back, Brock fucks over Drew, Drew fights Brock at Money in the Bank to cause like, you know, that middle ground mm-hmm. for the um, The winner know, the, the winner gets a match at SummerSlam against Bobby. Yeah, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And you know, there you go. Yeah. Um which which is fine. Yeah. Um I could absolutely see it just being booked out like that. It probably will be booked out like that because what else are you going to do? Exactly. And <laughs> and just like that situation Bailey against against Bianca Belair. Now, Bianca Belair in my opinion hasn't had a great run with the belt. Yeah, well, it, the problem it's is her been, competition. Yeah, it's it's she's had a very weird string of events the belt it's like you know how they're portraying her with the belt and you have no sasha until july 16th yeah and also edge is coming back july 16th and i heard that they're gonna do edge against rollins at SummerSlam. maybe that will happen but don't care i think they're 
<laughs> I think they're going to be setting up Sasha against Bianca at SummerSlam. Yeah, so I, uh, I think be, yeah, I think good. Bianca's going to win clean. Yeah. I think Bianca's going to win with her finisher, unlike last pay per view. Her last pay per view, she won with a roll up, and she yeah. used her hair as an excuse. So this is just a second match, a rematch yeah. for that. No, they they need the payoff. They do. They need, need the payoff. payoff. It needs to be a finish. It does. And she's going to go over. It. There's it no way that Bailey's taking. No, it. I mean I love Bailey. She's doing. I mean her her role right Bailey now. Bailey doesn't do it for me personally. You know, Everybody kind of like. A lot of people love Bailey. She really doesn't do it for me. Did she do Not it that, like, when, she, when she was, like, the happy-go-lucky person? I like her better. I really like her better as, like, the face, you know, the goofy fucking Bailey. Let me hug you. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I just like that a lot better. Like, all this, like, Karen bullshit that she's doing now, I'm not really, like, fucking digging it. <laughs> it's really boring for me. She, she's acting... Like, go, com- go complain. Go go cash in your Coles bucks. Yeah. Like, you know, like, get the fuck out I of here. I remember, like, episode seven back in the catalog where you can find anywhere you find your podcast. Alex talked about... Um, her, when she got her haircut, like the Karen yeah. haircut, it's, yeah. it's like it's what's going it, on. It's, it, it, she's like the kind of person that that's arguing with you because she didn't get like her ranch dressing with <laughs> yeah. the wings, you know what I mean, or something like that. She sends her food back. She sends her food back because it's never hot enough. That's Bailey, that's and 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 that was our Hell in a Cell talk. So so before we wrap it up, I just want to. There's one other thing that we got to talk about. Oh, go ahead. I want to say two things, but go ahead. I have one. You have one. You want me to go first because mine's you not go as first. good. So Piper Nevin gets called up, right? Yeah. With Eva Marie. And they don't they don't tell the name of her. Yeah. Because they don't want to give her the name Piper Nevin. Yeah. So she'll be Nevin. No. She... <laughs> Do you want to know? Now I swear to God, this is the name that they're trying to think of. Oh no. Dewdrop. I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Dewdrop. What I the swear fuck? to God. Get out of here. Dewdrop. Yeah, that's a Vince move. That's all. That's go ahead. It's I got say Vince that. written all over it. Look what is that name? Drop. What is what that is name? That? That's I mean, even, even Marie came down to the ring, and I'm so happy it wasn't like at the end of the show. It happened around eight fifty-five, so right past the first hour. Uh, Naomi gets out, then even Marie comes out. You think that she's going to wrestle, but then Piper comes in and wrestles, and even Marie's dressed up like a wrestler, so she's going to be in that role where she has Piper or Dewdrop got... <laughs> wrestling for her, but yet she still looks like the wrestler. Yeah, because she can't work. Yes, so she's going to be a heel But manager. also, why? Dewdrop. Why would you ever Dewdrop. bring her the fuck back? I don't know. Like this, you should just leave Dewdrop. <laughs> like you could just let her do her thing. All right, so that yeah, was my last Piper thing I had to get off good. my chest. That was that was my last little ounce of what I had left in me for to talk about. So, Jeff, so, do you want to lead into this? So, the last thing that I want to talk about is the upcoming death of Matt Cardona, <laughs> which just got booked officially for July in Atlantic City. I think it's July 24th. Is it it's at, Atlantic City again? Yeah, it's Atlantic City. Oh my god. At GCW um there he's going to die. He's like, going to die. Plain and simple. Now, Nick Gage, all right? Let me fucking talk about Nick Gage for a <laughs> He's a guy that you could buy as being like, all right, well, this is a crazy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like how funny would it be if like Cordona wins with like a roll up or yeah. like, or ha- or tries to do a legit wrestling match with him. Mm-hmm. I think that would be fantastic, especially since Cardona's supposed to be the heel during this whole thing. Which I don't, which boggles my mind because he's never been a heel like that before. Not a not a fucking viable. When one. when he was an edgehead, he's with Hawkins. not. He's not a tough guy. He's not, and he doesn't play off as a tough guy he, he's, at he's, all. He, his his nickname is the Broski. He fucking spray tans. 
he's, he's ripped he's out Jersey of his Shore. mind. He's yeah, he's fucking Jersey, Jersey Shore. Shore gimmick. Yeah, like that's plain and simple. He's what like he Ronnie from the Jersey Shore. He's like the my new haircut guy. Yeah, on YouTube. You know, <laughs> yeah. fucking skanks. Yeah, guy. that that's you Zach know. Ryder. Not now, but then, like, in the fucking zone. it's funny because like, I'm looking at his Instagram and like one post is him doing the li with the middle finger and the next yeah. post is him cuddling a dog so it's like how do i determine well kayfabe's dead well like, i mean, I mean we, unfortunately we, we, we gotta we gotta keep it alive i mean that that's the, i want to keep it alive that's the shirt i want to make is keep kayfabe alive yeah. support sons of flip radio yeah but i mean i can't take him seriously because you know how we make always kayfabe say great again yeah make kayfabe <laughs> great again we always talk that'd be a cool hat if we could make that red hat with white writing Ugh, what's what's what i can't wear a red <laughs> fucking hat what's what it'd be shades of red in it but what's really funny is we always talk about wrestlers and you probably know this more than i do who live the gimmick in and outside of the ring people yeah. like the undertaker people like I know a lot of wrestlers that had untimely deaths early in their career because yeah. they they were so much invested in MJF their character. MJF currently. MJF currently. So it's like to take Zack Ryder serious. The <laughs> fact that he's doing this this heel work on GCW at the fucking showboat at four o'clock on a random Saturday, and then the <laughs> next day he's taking pictures with his cats and dogs. He's chilling out with dude in he's, the fucking you know in his gorgeous pool with his with gorgeous his smoke fiance. show of a fiance who yeah. wants to pose for Playboy. By the way, well I'll be the first one in line for that one, but. but I mean, shit. book that now. I don't, I don't it know. It just boggles just, my mind. Is why would you? Why would he pick a f like? The money has to be stupid for him to yeah. decide to do a death match with fucking <laughs> murder guest guilt squad MD, MDK fucking demolition man fucking nobody re nobody realizes this whole murder death kill thing is fucking demolition man did you see that's him all that that's taken did you from. see him try to invade the uh, the live show yeah they had to and yeah. it was so staged too it was you so know, staged it was dude it was in fucking Jimmy's fucking famous seafood which I'm very excited to do as soon as noise toys does Baltimore uh, Comic Con which we just signed October up for, 22nd October 24th okay um so I'm definitely gonna go to Jimmy's because I gotta get that UFO that's down there. Um, so the wicked what? Ass, it's wicked ass seafood. Uh -huh. it's just like a I know Jimmy's. Seafood. I was just in Baltimore, but I've never been. There. I've never been. I've that's actually good. never been to Baltimore, so I'm actually oh, like nice. super excited yeah, for this. It's nice. But um, yeah, like they did that live eight show, and fucking Nick Gage rolls up, horribly like staged, just like not even trying to like get in to like fight anybody. Because realistically, if that dude wanted to get in, he'd fucking get in. Yeah, he'll get in. He'll bring a fucking knife. You have a shiv. Yeah, he'll fucking <laughs> shiv somebody. Check the fuck out of somebody. Yeah, one of his one of his stints in jail, he probably brought some some weapons home. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, absolutely. No, but, but like, it, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I, but you know what's fucked up? I'm probably I'm thinking about going. I'm thinking I about think, going. I think it's in Baltimore. I don't think it's in no, Jersey. No, I'm telling you, it's in it's Jersey. It's in Jersey? I know for a fact it's in Jersey. Because <sighs> they booked it. Because Ryder, or Cardona's booking it as like, you know, oh, it's in my backyard. Oh, so it's in Jersey. Right, from Long Island. That's fucking like a five-hour trip. It's at the showboat, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's where GCW does like majority of their shit. Or at least all their Jersey shit. Yeah. That's it's, interesting. It's going to be weird. It's going to be entertaining. I just want to see, like, what he wears to the ring and stuff. Like, <laughs> like is he going to go full-blown, like, like deathmatch style? <laughs> or is he going to go in, like, Matt Cardona impact wrestling gear? Yeah. You know, like, what is he going to roll up in? Like, that's going to be kind of funny. I really hope he tries to wrestle him. He's going to get caught. Oh, he's going to get fucking annihilated. <laughs> like, there's gonna... no doubt that he leaves not bleeding his ass off. Yeah, like, he's, he's going to be profusely bleeding. It's going to be brutal, but I don't see him doing anything brutal back. 
Like I remember no. like the whole thing is he drops like the fucking paradigm shift and then he holds up a light tube like he's any clue what to do with the fucking thing. He's just holding What's it this? up. Like it's not a toy. It's yeah. not like it's You're supposed not, to hit someone in the head with it. Yes. 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 And try not to fucking stab them in the side with it like, like yeah, David Arquette. Like David Arquette or how Nick Gage almost fucking died. Um uh-huh. it's not like that. So this is gonna be the weirdest dynamic for a match ever. And Good luck to you, brother. Hope you're listening. Good luck, Matt. We should get him on the show. Matt, I love you dearly. Um, don't die. Yeah, that's, don't die. That's what I'm gonna say. Don't, don't die. Don't fucking die. Uh, if you need any backup, give me a call. Yeah. So, we. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. I mean, we had our interview with Zombie Zero Toys uh, June 29th. We have Fred Rosser, aka Darren Young, that's on the show. July 11th, we have uh, Terrence and Terrell Hughes, the sons of. ECW legend and WWE Hall of Famer Devon Dudley they be on the show with us. What up? Um, what up? Jeff, you'll be this Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. This Saturday will be with uh, Titan Championship Wrestling, uh, Selim Gimmicks. Doing a one-off? No, I'm kidding. What's that? Are you wrestling in the Battle Royal or not? I don't know. They haven't uh, <laughs> They haven't given me my hot dog and a handshake yet. Well, what would you do if they called you up on Friday? Like, hey, listen. Um, well, if they told me Friday <laughs> to bring gear... That'd be awesome, though. I mean, it's a different ball game. Battle Royal, just hang out. Look, if you tell me to bring gear, I'm going to tell you to bring money. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... So, hopefully, Jeff wrestles while he's selling toys. That'd be pretty cool. Um, June 26th, uh, Invictus Pro Wrestling presents Empire Rising, sponsored by us. Let the Little Fairy uh, VFW Hall. I believe it's an outside show in the heart of Little Fairy. Most up, of it up, is now. Up North Jersey. June 27th will be at the infamous Clarion Hotel. Noise Toys and Sons of Flip Radio will be selling our t-shirts. Jeff will be selling merchandise. I'll so be the talking. other day, the other day I was talking about that show. My mom called it the Clarendon Hotel. Oh, the Clarendon. It was like the, the Sheridan and Clarion mixed together. <laughs> fucking Clarendon. I'm like, oh, <laughs> the yeah. allergy medicine. Yeah. Hotel. All right. We have Sons of Flip Radio and Noise Toys will be there selling shirts, talking about our podcast, and Jeff will be selling a shitload of toys oh, while yeah. we're hanging out with Jimmy Hart. Mouth of the South, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> On September 18th, the 2300 Arena, a.k.a. the Bingo Hall in Philadelphia, Sons of Flip Radio and Noise Toys will be there at a wrestling convention where just names keep popping up. Besides Kane, Mark Henry, Layla, um, Emma, Paul Ellering, Mark, uh, I said Mark Henry already, um, Enzo, Rob, Rob Van, Van Dam, Ron Simmons, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake. Cutting and announced. strutting, baby. Cutting and, and strutting. Pretty soon, I'm sure Greg the Hammer will join him, too. But Oh, and also, they just announced yesterday Raven. Raven. Raven's awesome. going to be there, too. That's fucking I awesome. mean, we're going to be going live on every platform we have, and yep. we'll be doing a recording, so... If we're recording and we stop for five minutes, that's because we'll be joined by one of the wrestlers. So yep. you gotta, you gotta not just listen to us everywhere you find your podcast, but you gotta come down to Philadelphia and hang out with us because you can, you can come down, buy one of our shirts, buy our stickers, buy a thousand toys off Jeff, but you can hang out with us and be on our episode, guys. That's huge. Yep. Maybe smoke with Van Dam. You never. Yeah, know. you never know what I mean. <laughs> so I mean, there's so much opportunity at, the, at that September 18th show to come on down to Philadelphia, 2300 Arena. Trust me, you're not gonna regret it. Any wrestling fan out there, just come on down. Hell yeah. But in the meantime, you can find Sunset Flip Radio anywhere you find your podcast. We're everywhere. Amazon Music. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can email us at <laughs> Sunset Flip Pod. No, that's Alex's call. Sorry, Alex. Uh, Sunset Flip Podcast at, at gmail.com. 
uh, where, and you can also find us on Instagram at Sunset Flip Radio, Facebook at Sunset Flip Radio. Remember, we are selling T-shirts. Yes, we are selling T-shirts, and people are actually buying them. So you should buy one too. Absolutely. Uh, and we even got big guy sizes. Yeah, we have three XL, small to three X. So there's no excuse unless you're a lot, uh, a lot of weight, which is perfectly fine. Then you could just join me and Tom <laughs> on losing weight. We're yeah, both like we crushing are, the game. We were on the path of losing weight, so we. I think we both lost about a hundred pounds, like. Um, combined since, about that since yeah since january since february 9th i've lost 54 pounds yeah but since my surgery i'm down 32 in two weeks that's amazing it's crazy it's congratulations weird. thank bro. you that's fucking Thanks. Amazing. yeah and congratulations to you too and thank I, you, I you thank time. probably about since the beginning of the quarantine i'm down like 70 pounds there you go we're over 100 pounds we are now yeah, yeah so we can't be the bruiser tag team anymore but we still <laughs> got some size i'll still kick some ass yeah i know you will but uh, i mean honestly they're cool shirts 20 bucks a shirt you know uh shipping um uh, 20 bucks plus shipping or we can come meet you if you're local and we can talk the shit about wrestling if you want but as always uh, this is Sons of Radio episode number 63 we just Woo. completed 63 we don't have a name yet but you know we'll find that out in, a little, in the meantime <laughs> uh, but also in the meantime I am the $100 man Thomas Lisi uh, normally always join with the most handsome dad in the room Alex you're coming back next week and always joined by the wonderful Mr. Wonderful Jeff Noyce we are Sons of Fabrizio. We are out for today. Enjoy NXT tonight. Big news with William Regal. Enjoy wrestling this week. Enjoy Hell in a Cell. Buy Zombie Sailor toys going on sale in two days. Buy every toy that he has. Hell yeah. I'm telling you, do the it. The more you buy, the more he's going to put out. Yes. And if you do buy one, tag him on Instagram and also tag us too. Buy a shirt. Definitely. That's it. Sons of Fabrizio. Peace, love, and wrestling. And as always, take care. Peace.